the most game-changing five minutes. That's right. It's like the wait, no, I was about to say it's like the five-minute warning, but that's not a thing in football. It's a two-minute, <laughs> two-minute warning. So people yeah. would not believe I have actually watched a lot of football in my life. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. What is up, Courtney? Happy Monday to you. Hey, Blake. It's Monday. What we are talking about today, Courtney, you know, we've been digging in on goals a lot recently, right? Yeah, we've been digging in deep and in a lot of detail on how to get your goals set up right. And today's not going to be any different than those. We're digging in today about how to get momentum, how to really fuel your goals, or as you would call it, goal Gatorade. Mm, Take a couple sips of goal Gatorade, get those electrolytes flowing on your goals. No, but seriously, if you have started a goal and then maybe it's halfway through the quarter, halfway through the year, and especially if things haven't gone your way, you look at that goal and you're like, does this even really matter? Do I even really care about this? And we end up not finishing it. You ever been there? Yeah. I mean, I think the temptation is even when we spend the time to really set up a goal well, if we don't get momentum on it, we can kind of find ourselves not where we thought we would be halfway through the year. And it can be it can be really frustrating. So today is going to be like, really, how do you keep making momentum all throughout the process of achieving your goal? Exactly. We want you to get this idea of internal motivation. If you can understand internal motivation behind your goals, you will achieve more than you ever thought that you could. Yeah. So the key is when you set a goal, spend twice as much time at thinking about why you want to do it as how you'll get it done. I think it's really tempting to just get in the weeds on how you're going to accomplish it. Really where you need to focus on is why you want to do this in the first place. Of course, you're going to think about what the next step you need to do is, but we want to encourage you to start writing down the motivation you have for achieving your goal. To get in touch with those reasons why will help you feel more confident as you pursue the goal, as you push through barriers, and you'll be excited to finish rather than feeling reluctant or or being tempted to procrastinate and get stuck in the goal doldrums. So yeah. writing down your motivations, that's the goal Gatorade. So you and I recently went through Best Year Ever with the whole Michael Hyatt and company staff. We do that every year. And the reason that we do that is really to give you space to reconnect with why. As you're like starting to set your goals, it's really digging in to this motivation of why. If you don't set the time aside to do that, it's really easy just to write some things down and then try to figure out how to do it without connecting to that motivation. I got a question, guys. Um, So in regards to why and connecting your motivations to your why, is there a certain practice outside of just, you know, allowing some time or time block to think through those things that help you actually generate motivations that are properly connected to your why? Yeah, I think it's really important the questions that you ask yourself. Of course, the obvious one is, why does this goal matter? And we've got space in the Full Focus Planner to write down key motivations. But sometimes we need to dig a little deeper And in this episode, we'll give you some practical advice and some questions you can use to spark that depth of motivation. Hey, and now that you asked that question, Verz, why don't you introduce yourself to the peoples? Yes. 
Uh, thank you, Blake. Thank you, Courtney. I'm just here once again to say thank you so much to the people for listening to the podcast. You guys have been great. You're um, rating the podcast on iTunes. You're giving us some super encouraging reviews as well. And if you have not already done so, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, as well as share it with someone that you think needs to hear the focus on this podcast. And when you do it, use the hashtag focus on this podcast. All right, Blake. So we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but let's dive into the reasons that you want to write your motivations. That's right. We've got three big reasons we want you to catch. And the first reason is that it forces you to own the goal. Goals, and I mentioned this earlier, where do your goals actually come from? Are they from your boss? Are they from your family or from your spouse? Yeah, maybe you feel like you ought to do something, right? Like Totally. You Oh, Michael Hyatt, he gets up at 5 a.m. every day. So my habit goal is to get up at 5 a.m. every day, right? Because that's what a good leader does. That's what we think. And some, honestly, they just sound like a good idea at the moment. But if you don't spend the time to dig deeper, you know, that may be totally the wrong goal. But you just think that's a good idea in the moment. Absolutely. The trouble with that way of doing things is that it doesn't really last. That external should of, well, I got this from somebody else, or this is what I ought to be doing to be a good leader or to be a good fill in the blank. That X, that's all external motivation. Yeah. You can't really achieve a goal that isn't yours. I mean, the truth is if you don't really want to do this, you simply won't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, (laughs) goals aren't meant to be a lookalike contest. If you don't have the, like you said, internal motivation, then when the going gets tough, yeah, you just stop. Yeah, you just give up because it, it doesn't last. Yeah, and I think in the world that we live in now where it's so comparison heavy, it's so easy to fall into this trap. So taking the time to write your motivation ensures that the goal comes from the heart, that it is truly something you want to pursue and not just something that you feel like society or family hasn't casted that expectation on you. All right, so I have a question in regards to that. So what if it is, let's say it's a work goal or a business goal, and you have trouble finding a real heartfelt um, motivation behind that that's going to help you work towards that goal. Is there a process or are there questions uh, that we can ask ourselves to really find our why, even though we're not as excited about the goal, but yet it's a business goal that it's also a necessity for us to or keep our employment maybe? Mm. Courtney, do you have any thoughts on this? You, you've, you've thrown down goals on people, right? Do, don't you tell your team every goal they need to have and Read every, read, read their <laughs> wow, planner. Well, I don't, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, well, yeah, a lot of times we set, you know, we set our company goals for the year. We set 12 company goals. We also, I'm the chief marketing officer here at Michael Hyatt Company. So I have goals for the marketing team, but I also listen to my team. I'm very open if they were like, hey, this sounds like a good goal, but here's some reasons that this may not be the best goal for us. You know, we use the smarter framework even in our goals that we set as a team. And I think the right question is, do you really have a strong reason for wanting this? And ultimately, if your boss says this is the goal and the only goal, that goal is really important to you because your boss set that goal for you. So I think you've got to kind of weigh that with both hands. You know, you can say, You can have room to dialogue with your boss about that if you have that type of relationship, but you also have to know that they are your boss and they are giving you basically an assignment and ultimately you need to accomplish that goal. Yeah, I think this is, Courtney, you give a great perspective from a boss, you know, to value 
your team, does this excite us? Is this valuable to us? Does this really matter? Does this motivate us? Can we find internal motivation here? But from someone, I don't lead a team personally, and I've gotten goals for for our department. And so what I've found is helpful is to write down what is motivating to me. How so? So for instance, we had a specific sales goal for our team. I'm a part of the sales team. It's part of what I do at Michael Hyatt and Company. And that sales goal as it exists for our team is not how it exists in my planner. Okay. Now, if I hit the goal, my specific work goal within my planner, I'll crush our team goal. Okay. But I actually made a personal goal that would help serve the team. You know, so sometimes your team goal with the business is going to be either a project or maybe it's just related to a personal goal that you have. But for you personally, for those listening, you've got a planner and, you know, you're trying to set your big three quarterly goals. I would break that down and go, well, if I want to have a work goal, how can I make it really relevant and internally valuable to me? Right. And this is a big thing about pausing to write down your motivations. That's part of why this is so valuable is that it's not just having motivations that helps you own the goal. It's actually taking a second to write it down because once you externalize that, I mean, Courtney, have you had that experience where you you have it in your head, but then when you take a second to write down why something matters, it sort of shifts? Oh, absolutely. Because my personality is not to take the time to do that. Just plow ahead to the next thing. I'm so future focused that I'm down the road. And then I realize like, oh, this what, what's wrong with this goal? Like, why is this not working? And then I realize, oh, it's because I don't care about the goal or I haven't taken the time to really make it meaningful for me. And I think you're you're right about just you can get creative about how you frame the goal, even if it's a goal that you've been given. You know, how do you make that meaningful for you is so key. So the first reason to write down your motivation is that it forces you to own the goal. Courtney, what's the second reason people need to catch? Yeah, the second reason is it clarifies your thinking. You have to get beyond, yeah, that's that's a great idea. I'll do that. Um, it's easy to get caught up in the moment if we don't take the time to clarify your thinking. Yeah, it goes back to what we were just talking about. That, <laughs> And I, I struggle with this too, Courtney, where mm-hmm. – I don't want to take the time to actually write it down because I'm convinced I really know what it is in my head. But man, to to pause and to write, it clarifies. Because one thing that I've found is you say a motivation, well, you know, I want to be like, let's say you've got a an income goal or a revenue goal or something like that. And it's like, well, because, you know, life will be better if we have more money. Okay, well, that to write down, well, life will be better with some more money. The slowness in which it takes to to write that wimpy sentence will make you want to dig deeper. You know? <laughs> You're like, that's, that's not good that's enough. Good. Yeah. And it, and it clarifies, wait a second, what am I really thinking? Like, what's really driving me? And so the, it's, we're not saying to pause and to write it down because it's so fast. We're saying to do that because it's slow. And that slowness can clarify your thinking. Clarity through the pencil tips. Yeah. What, what are some questions? And this goes back to your earlier question, but Courtney, can you think of any questions that would help someone write a better sentence or write a better motivation? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So here's some examples. The first one is what's at stake? What do I stand to lose if I don't do this? Mm -hmm. The next one is what's the inner emotional need that this connects to? If you're like me, that's a great question to ask yourself. You need (laughs) practice asking yourself that. What do I feel? And what do I feel? The next one is why is it important to me or my family or my company and if you go through those series of questions, all of this is going to clarify and submit your motivation. Write down your motivations to clarify your thinking. And finally, the third reason 
Oh, that's my favorite one. Yeah. It it creates a reminder when things get tough. And things get tough. Look, if you're setting goals correctly, it should be a risky goal. And there's probably a point that you're going to get in the middle and be like, oh, I'm not sure if I can get over this hump. But if you've taken the time to write down your motivations, you're going to look back and be re-energized to really push through to the end and accomplish your goal. We were having a conversation about this yesterday, Courtney, because we were talking about a goal, I think you had shared a goal with me uh, related to exercise. You remember this conversation? Yes, and And it yeah. was interesting because sometimes we think, you know, there's some goals we know this is really going to have an impact on my life, but maybe the activity, if it's a habit goal, is like maybe it's less than appealing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When yep. you were describing to me, it sounded really hard. You were, yeah. You, so this was a goal that I had um, to basically get up at 6 a.m. for six days a week. and You've already lost me. But exercise. <laughs> yeah. And... I, it was one of those moments of clarity. I had to really be, I had to know my own motivations and know that if I just wrote that on paper and that was the end of my goal, I may not be able to accomplish it. But I knew if I had my neighbor meet me because I'm so motivated by uh, not letting other people down or being embarrassed if I don't show up, I knew that that would be everything I needed to motivate me to be out there at 6 a.m. because she would either be waiting for me um, or like other way, for her, it was the same motivation. I would be waiting for her. And man, we I knocked that goal out of the park. Yeah, I, I think that's really valuable because some some of you may be think, well, you know, I, I may have this motivation and I don't know if that's good enough. And what, you, what I love about your story, Courtney, is that you recognize in yourself, I'm motivated by not letting people down. And so maybe that is maybe indirect to the motivation of why you'd want to exercise. But when the going gets tough, it's helpful to load up on the motivations. Maybe you've got one or two, try to dig deeper and maybe even adding in some accountability like you did to leverage those other things that we're motivated by to help us when the going gets tough. Yeah. And here's some ideas about how to make sure you're reconnecting with that your why on a regular basis. We actually talk about this in detail on episode 11. But the first is to review your basic goal statement every day, really quick, one to two minutes. And the next is to review your detailed goal statement every week and every quarter. That's kind of your deeper dive. I do this as part of my weekly preview, but like I think you do as well. Yeah, like on the goal detail pages of the yes, planners that we're exactly. talking about? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. This is your chance to reconnect with your why on an ongoing basis. Yeah, so in that way, the more detail that you provide in those goal detail pages, the better served you'll be when you're looking back on those pages when the going gets tough, because it it does. It reconnects you to your why. So Courtney... Wrap us up here. Give, give me the summary of why it's so important to write down your goal motivations. Yeah. The first reason is it forces you to own the goal. The second reason, it clarifies your thinking. The third reason is it creates a reminder for when things get tough. And things will get tough. So when you do those three things, that means no more dropped goals mid-year. That's right. Unless guilt, really. It kind of shifts you out of a, a guilt mode of doing goals you should be doing right? and into a much more life-giving way of achievement, which is connecting with, well, who do I want to become and why is this so valuable to me personally? Yeah. And if you have read Living Forward, Michael's book, this is a great tool. If you have a life plan and already done that exercise, it's a great tool to help guide this exercise. Great book. I loved that book. So verbs, any more questions for us? You asked a lot of good questions in this episode. I dig that. Hey, I appreciate that. Leave man. us a review if you like some verbs questions. Let us know <laughs> in the podcast review. I, I think right. you add 
You add so much with those questions. So thank you, Verbs. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And speaking of reviews, I've been having a great time reading some of these uh, reviews we've been getting on iTunes to those who have rated and reviewed the show, as well as subscribed. If you haven't done so, please do so. Um, I do want to share one that is uh, pretty amazing. So I'm sending a shout out to Baki D 3 for leaving this review. They said, I have been loving this podcast since day one, and I enjoy hearing the phone call with a real live discussion. This has made a huge impact in my professional productivity goals. So thank you once again, Baki D03. Love the review. Look forward to reading some more. So we actually have a real live caller now, and we're going to speak with Dr. Rob Petrie, who you've actually had some uh, interaction with, Courtney. Yes, I'm really excited for you all to hear his story. And this call's a little different than normal. Um, he's using the Full Focus Planner with his team. Interesting. Yeah. So if you've ever thought, okay, I like this system or, you know, maybe you're not using the system because you're like, I don't know that this would work with my team. I mean, they have done some incredible things with using the full focus planner in their school and it's literally impacting children's lives. It's incredible. Let's go to the call. Hello, Will Petrie. Hi, Dr. Petrie. This is Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton from the Focus on This podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. Great good. to speak to you. Yes. So for everybody listening, um, Dr. Petrie has been sending me emails probably for the last year about some amazing things that their school has been doing with the Full Focus Planner. And so you and I have emailed back and forth, but we've never talked. So it's great to hear your voice. Yeah, same here. We, we've exchanged an awful lot of quite lengthy emails about how we've used the Full Focus Planner over here in the UK to really effect some significant change and benefits to our students. It's great to finally talk to yes, you. Yes, you too. I'm so excited for you to share this with everybody listening. So just out of the gate, would you share why you decided to actually start using the Full Focus Planner with your team and how y'all rolled that out? Yeah, sure. We, um, it's so easy in, in a school. You know, we're a big school, 1,300 students, about 200 staff. And it is so, so easy to get distracted by all of the things that can happen day after day. So having read a lot of Michael's work, having read Your Best Year Ever, having tried the Full Focus Planner myself, and found it to be really, really useful in focusing on the important things, not just the urgent things. I, I sat down with my leadership team one day and we did a whole day's training on the whole sort of setting quarterly goals uh, and using the full focus planner, which we purchased for them to, to set up a, a series of interventions with students that would hopefully really have a, a be, be a benefit to their kids. Interesting. So, after you decided to do that, I, I'm new to the story. I, I haven't been on the, the email chain, Rob. This is Blake. But I'm curious. So how, how did that play out? What types of things did you notice were changing or have been changing over the course of the last year? Okay, Blake. Hi. Good to meet you, by the way. Uh, we, we spent, uh, like I say, a whole day going through setting up a full focus planner. So for some people, it was really new to them, the whole smarter framework, um, the big rocks, you know, creating an ideal week, everything, you know, creating those kinds of goals. And then because there were quite a number of us, about eight to 10 of us, we could look at a wide range of things to impact on students. So some examples of things we looked at, 
we said, what about if in the next 13 weeks we could really support teachers to make sure they had all the time they needed to deliver the courses? So that meant going away and looking at our school calendar and stripping out all the non-essential stuff and saying, right, let's give teachers time. We, we looked at uh, creating mentors for students within the school. We looked at working with parents so that they were supporting students at home. We did a, a lot of work on something I know you're very keen on over there on metacognition and helping students realize how they learn best. So we did staff briefings on, on metacognition strategies and working with students on how to learn. God, it was so many things. We, we adapted the curriculum for some students. Uh, and then really importantly, there were some students for whom the challenges aren't in school. They are out of school. So there was a massive amount of work done on a wraparound kind of pastoral care system where we, for example, gave extra welfare support to some of our students and their families, but also things like attendance. You know, we, we realized we have a minibus on site. So we got in it every morning and went around and picked up some students who weren't coming into school because that was a barrier to them passing their exams. So a huge, huge range of things that we tried. That's awesome. So how did you use the Full Focus Planner? It sounds like y'all accomplished some amazing things over the last year. How did the planner play a part in that? Oh, it was it, it's a game changer. It is Honestly, it was a game changer. And every single member of staff, I, I should say, we are, we are still using the planners. We are using them all through this year. We've bought a year's worth for our entire team because everyone is now committed and, and has seen the impact that this can have on their work and, and on the students. This idea of focusing on a weekly big three, which is linked clearly to some very tightly controlled goals, and then translating that into a daily big three, and then having the schedule there so you can actually schedule time where you're working on these things. Everybody has just realized that this structure enables us to just say no to a lot of the other things that are going on that you can be distracted by in a school or a business and really concentrate on what matters. So, for example, we, we met every week as part of this, um, as part of the 13-week plan. And every week, we met on a Monday evening. We'd just all done our weekly previews on a Sunday afternoon so we could share our big wins from the week. We could share what we're going to work on in our weekly big three. It brought us closer together as a team because... We're all working together to try and support these students, these children, to get the very, very best outcomes they can. Uh, and sometimes it can feel like you're fighting on your own or you can lose sight of what you have achieved. You know, you as a team, you talk a lot about gap versus game. I think we suffer from that a lot in schools because you're always trying to do what's next. So I'm thinking, look how far we've come. Mm. And it really, really helped us bring everyone together, share all the great things that are going on and also support each other. Yeah. So it, it, there are so many ways that it really works. And as I say, we've just said, okay, we're, we're, we're in for this now for the long term. We've, yeah. we've just bought them again for the year because we want them. You know, honestly, I'm getting a little teary-eyed over here because I just it's such an honor that we get to provide a tool that is helping you literally impact people's lives. You know, like literally children are being impacted for the good because of a system that Blake and I get to play a small part of. Uh, and I've gotten to read the emails over the years, so I've known a little bit about this. But just getting to hear you talk about it and describe it, it's, it's really moving for me. And and I'm 
really eager for you just to share a little bit about what y'all have seen on the testing side of things after you've installed all these goals that y'all have been doing and had this incredible momentum. Like, what has the outcome been? Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, I should just put a little bit of background. We're an 11 to 18-year-old comprehensive school. Uh, we're right in the northwest of, of England, right, right very, very much on the sort of tip. We can see Scotland uh, from where we are in a place called Cumbria, the Lake District, a town called Cockermouth. So Cockermouth School is the school that, that I lead. I have the, the honor of leading. In terms of outcomes, we have 215 students in here who sat their exams, and we are measured as to how much progress they make. So every student matters. It's not just the high ability ones. Every student matters. And we found this summer that in over half of their exams, our students achieved a grade higher than they would have in other schools around the country. Wow. Now, that's, yeah, that, that's how we felt. It was exactly that. You know, it puts Cockermouth School in the top 5% of secondary schools in the entire country and number one in, in the county of Cumbria. And this is for a, a fully inclusive school. We take all backgrounds, all abilities, students with special educational needs. Uh, we specialize in working with students with autism. To achieve results like that and, and a massive improvement on what we had last year, the planner, the methodology, the focus that it brought, I don't want to over-dramatize it, guys, but it really did change children's lives. Yeah, that's incredible. Congratulations to you. I, I just want to commend you for, I'm sure it wasn't easy at the beginning and there were probably people that were like, I don't know about doing this thing, you know, that maybe we're a little reluctant. I just really want to congratulate you for sticking with it and gosh, what incredible results you've seen because of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the impact on children, that, that's what education's all about. That's why we do our job. And to have a tool like this uh, and a methodology that honestly has, has changed people's minds, because you're right, there was some resistance, but now we're, 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 we're sold. We know this has an impact on our children, so we're going to keep doing it. Rob, I'm curious, just because you've had such an experience with this, and it sounds like maybe there was a little resistance initially. There may be other leaders, maybe in education, maybe not, who are thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to get my team on board using the planner, but I don't know if they'd ever be game for something like that. What would you say to someone that's thinking, I'd love to implement this with my team? I think, first of all, you know, there, there's all that preparatory reading that you do. And, and Michael Hyatt and company provides so much material that is, you know, is either on the web or in the books that you, you need to get your head around this. But fundamentally, you need to understand your why. You really need to understand what, why this system. And if you're the kind of leader, whether it's in education or, or elsewhere, who gets distracted a lot, who gets pulled away by the urgent rather than dealing with the important, it enables you to really focus back in onto those things that are going to have a direct impact on either your business or, in our case, on students' opportunities and future prospects. And, and you know, I don't believe there's anyone in education who doesn't, who couldn't hear that and say, yeah, I agree with that. I'd, I'd like to try something that will help our students' lives get better because that's what we did. And, and you know, I'd be happy to talk with anyone in education or elsewhere to go through that process with them because it's really, really made a difference for us. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. That's no problem. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for all the emails back and forth as well and, and the support and keeping us going as well. But it's made a real difference. 
Well, Rob, thank you so much for being with us. We're looking forward to more emails from you. Keep sending those stories our way. It's really an inspiration to our team and hopefully to, to those that were able to listen today. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep in touch and let you know how things are going because uh, hopefully we'll build on that this year as well. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Wow, Courtney, you were not kidding. That was an amazing I know. story. I just, I feel... I always love getting his emails because I'm excited to see what all is going on in their school. It's like a little episodic, you know, story that I've been following along with for the last year. I'm really honored that we were able to have him on the show today. Yeah. I hope that encouraged you. If you've wondered, is it possible to use the planner with my team? Could I get them on board? What would that really look like? Is it worth it? I hope that was an encouraging story for you to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even if you aren't using the full focus planner, I think the takeaway for you is let's set goals together as a team. Maybe that's something you're not doing or haven't pursued. That's something that even in that more simple framework could totally change the outcomes that you're getting. Yeah. And Rob actually keyed on something that we were talking about today when I was asking him, okay, how do you overcome a resistance from your team to really get on board? And one of the first things he said was, well, you've got to really get clear on your why. Oh, absolutely. You've got to get really connected to your why. And that's what we were talking about today of writing down, taking time to write down the motivations that you have for hitting your goal, to really own that. And wow, I mean, you can tell, you can hear it in Rob's voice, just there's a lot of motivation there. There's a lot of connection to that. And it's it's had really dramatic and powerful results. Yeah. Yeah. So Courtney, any final thoughts for this episode? You know, we've talked about this several times and I'm just going to restate it again. It's really important that your goals are your goals and not someone else's goals or the goals that you think you should have. That's really a recipe for a lot of shame and just frustration with goals. And I think it's the reason a lot of people are like, I'm just not going to do this goal thing, which is unfortunate because a lot when we don't have goals, we just drift into a place that we may not want to end up at. So I love that we got to spend a whole episode talking about this, and I hope that you'll take the challenge to kind of reevaluate your goals, especially the next set that you're setting. That's right. Well, thanks for joining us again on the most productive podcast on the internet. Focus on this. Remember, share with your friends, folks. If for no no other reason than our international uh, callers with just dropping wisdom bombs left and right. So true. Yeah. (laughs) What's coming next week? Give me a little, give give the people a little teaser. Next week. What do we got? Five minutes of your time can be game-changing for you. Boom. Until then, stay, stay focused. focused. It's a brand new day, get going. To get the right stuff done. Focus on this. Focus on this. Happy Monday. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the original, classic, executive, and bold full-focus planners. Get the perfect Christmas gift for achievers at focusonthispodcast.com slash planner.